Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Today's episode is one that I have been looking forward to for a very long time now. You see, when I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once, last year's Best Picture Oscar-winning film, I left the theater speechless. I had never seen anything like it and was just so moved by the film's heart, you know what I mean? I needed more and was so eager to speak with the film stars Michelle Yeoh and Kihi Kwan. Then I got word that both of them were set to appear in the new Disney Plus series American Born Chinese and I knew that this was my opportunity, and guess what? It was. Today, I will be speaking with Michelle Yeoh and Kihi Kwan. I am so excited. I watched American Born Chinese, and honestly, I was a bit taken aback. Similarly to Everything Everywhere, it's filled with heart and family, but in a bold and revolutionary way. It's just so good. The series, based on the graphic novel of the same name, is about a young boy who befriends a Chinese immigrant in school, only to be thrown into a battle of Chinese mythical gods. The story is based on the classic tale of the Monkey King, a mythological story very familiar to Asian audiences, particularly Chinese audiences, but I'll be honest, it was completely new to me, as I feel like it will be for so many people who watch it, which, frankly, is what makes it so much more exciting that we get this new and interesting story that so many other people know that we now are able to take part in and enjoy. Key's character really hit me because he plays Freddie Wong, an actor from a popular 90s sitcom whose character was based on painful Asian stereotypes and just the way that he does it and the relation to his own background and how he made his comeback this year. And it's just his performance is incredible. It was just wonderful. The show is so good. And my chats with Michelle and Key are also just as good. So I'll start things off with a brief chat with Michelle Yeoh. We talk about all kinds of things, but I really had to ask her what she does with her Oscar, which is (laughs) her response is wonderful. And then I'll end the episode with a longer chat with Kihi Kwan, who was just a ball of love and joy and energy. And he's just such a wonderful human being. You're really going to love today's episode. I know it. So go on, grab a snack because I will be right back first with Michelle Yeoh. And then later I'll end the episode with my chat with Kihi Kwan. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. 
Hello, Michelle. Hello, Rachel. From the Oscars to the Met Gala, you are literally everywhere, and it makes me so <laughs> happy. Like, I'm, I think I'm going to run into you at Target at some point. That's what I'm feeling like, and I want to. I want to run into a Target in the pillow section. <laughs> How are you? That would be fun. Right? right? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Really happy to be here. Uh, I've been here for the Met Gala and then for TAF last night, and then now here for American born Chinese. It's been a really, really exciting week here in New York City. So, well, exciting year for you, really. I was so (laughs) excited about American born Chinese because I feel like, I mean, when I saw everything everywhere, I left the theater kind of speechless. I had never sort of experienced something like that. And it was just such a moving experience. And when I watched American born Chinese, one of the things that stood out to me was it kind of expands on the themes of family, growing into yourself, finding yourself within the culture you're in right now, you know, and how you adapt into the right. modern world. Did that stand out to you at all? Yes. And remember, um, American born Chinese was thought of was we made it before all these things with everything everywhere all at once before the Oscars. And I'm very, very proud of the fact that Disney Plus they're forward thinking. They understand that these are the stories that needs to be told so badly. And so when Destin, Daniel Cratton, and Melvin Marr, uh, Calvin Yu, the and Jane Yang, the writer of the graphic novels, presented this to Disney Plus, they caught on right away how important. So it is. We are we we are at the moment riding on the the joy of everything everywhere all at once. But if this was not made last year, it would be a while before you're like you're saying, you're exactly right. This is an expansion on the subject matter that we were talking about in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And here with this one, sometimes in a TV series, it reaches even to a much broader audience because we're right in your home all the time and sharing with you. And it's so important because we have too many American-born Chinese who are facing identities and thinking, who am I? What am I? And we almost want to say to them, you are are you yeah. you are beautiful whatever it is you don't have to be this or that mm-hmm. you can be american and chinese at the same time and guess what you have such an incredible culture and heritage and history and stories mm-hmm. behind you for you you know yeah. um and i think american born chinese brings that all out in a very a fun way yeah because he's got and funny. Action. It's funny. It's martial arts. Yes. Yeah. And comedy and, you know, that you can laugh and because the people are funny without trying to be funny. Yeah. It's so, I mean, and that, another thing about it that really sort of struck me is, I mean, I didn't know much about the Monkey King sort of mythology and legend at all. And I'm learning that. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of Americans, particularly, I mean, it was, it's steeped in Asian culture, particularly Chinese culture, but it was new to me. Do you hope that, more people who are like me who are just learning about this will take the opportunity to maybe investigate more about this, not only this, but also other things within Asian culture that are might might be new to me now, but we are seeing because of Hollywood and all these great things you're doing. Mm. I think it's very important to know your friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we are from a different culture and we have many stories that why would you know about unless you know you have the time and the interest 
to find out more about it. And I think through like American born Chinese, it will give you a taste of it. And you go like, hmm, that is kind of exciting. That is kind of mysterious and interesting. And you want to know more because there is so much more. This is just a scratch on Mm -hmm. the surface. It's like the goddess of mercy. Who is the goddess of mercy? But through this this fun um, portrayal of what it is, it just sort of brings to home. There is so much of the Asian culture that you would have fun and excitement and interesting things to learn about. And I hope it will encourage people um, who didn't know about it uh, to want to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such like a wonderful, one of the things that I love right now is, and I've known this since Crouching Tiger, but you are entering your badass era. You've been in it for a long time, but you are like so in it right now. What do you, how does it, how does it feel to be a badass and how does it feel to be in this moment for you? You're so on top of the world. I've been working for this. So it does feel very good that, you know, you are given that time and space. Uh, and it's like, uh, what I really, really do appreciate is this, the young generation who is really discovering who is Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Right. Crouching Tiger came out 22, 23 years ago. And I'm really happy that Sony Classics, you know, Tim Barker, Michael Barker and Tim, they, and Ang Lee, they mm-hmm. did the, they remastered it and it, yeah. they came out with the, the, the 4D, I don't know yeah. how, what version of it, uh, but it is at least the, this generation of uh, kids who might not be in film school, who would not look at classics, right, would be able to go to the cinema and watch Crouching Tiger in its glory. Um, And it's very, very important. So I think with Crazy Rich Asians, I remember doing press at that time. And a lot of the time, the journalists would come in and go like, my parents are really excited I'm talking to you (laughs) today. And I'm like, okay, that's that's good. That's good. At least someone is happy. And then after... Um, crazy rich Asians, they see, oh, Michelle, oh, she's that fierce mother. You know, she's kind of cool. Then when uh, Shang-Chi came out with uh, the Ten Rings and I, oh, she's like, oh my God, she does action as well because, you know, I'm the nice auntie that teaches (laughs) Shang-Chi how to mature and grow into this. So then they go like, and then I had the minions, yeah. right? Yeah. I was Mrs. Chow, the one who taught the minions how to do Kung Fu. Yeah. So then suddenly this new generation go, hmm, and even the babies know yeah. who I am, <laughs> who shall you. But when everything everywhere came out, Changed it was everything. like, and I would have this new generation of the, the younger generation come up to me and just say, you hear us, you see mm-hmm. us. And that's what we've wanted all along so that generational trauma or, you know, miscommunication was dealt with in such an immensely original, fantastic way by the Daniels that we spoke, our film just spoke to people of all the different generations. I'm so grateful for it. And now we have American born Chinese. Yeah. It's you're everywhere. My last question for you is, I have always thought that you could use your Oscar to like lift weights and stuff. But now I know that like, it's probably, too, it's probably too light for you. You have bigger weights. So I wanted to know, <laughs> and I'm asking key this too. Where do you keep your Oscar? Right now? I, Oscar's traveling with me, oh. but at, yeah. And then at one point I will take him back home to my mom. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, Michelle, thank you so, so much. for. Oh, thank you. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Kihi Kwan. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I was so excited when, of course, I saw the show, but just being able to talk with you, it's just it's just such like an honor for me. Uh, now you, you're very, very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> well, American born Chinese. Fantastic. And I want to know first, what about it interested you so much? A lot of people in the, in the, in the, um, uh, Asian community, especially the Chinese community are very familiar with the, the monkey King story. Yeah. You know, we all grew up watching it. And it's so well known. It's just like all the kids growing up in, in, in America, they all know who Superman is, who Batman is. Yeah. Uh, so for us to be able to, to tell a, you know, a, 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 a version of, of the Monkey King story, which mm-hmm. everybody knows about, and introduce it to the American audience, that was really exciting for me. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, at the core of it, it, it's just about this kid, this yeah. regular kid, uh, who is trying to go through high school, uh, trying to, you know, trying to find himself. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and that is something that everybody can relate to. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing with everything, everywhere, all at once. Everybody loves yeah. that movie. It's because at its core, it's about family. It's about love. It's mm-hmm. about kindness. And, 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 and American born Chinese is very similar. It's about this kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, who, who's, you know, who's trying to, you know, grow up and, and, and try to find his own identity. Yeah. And your character in particular really hit me because I've been a fan of yours for a long time. And this past year, you there are so much about this past year that I want to talk to you about. But your character, there are so many parallels between your career and the character you're playing. Did that hit home for you at all? What was it like? Because it really kind of almost felt like you were playing you sometimes in a lot of ways, at least at least from what we know of you, obviously. Uh, well, you know, when, when I was first approached with this character, it, it, it scared the really? <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Wow. Uh, uh, and, and, and in fact, I said no a couple of times. Mm. And then our producer, Mel Lamar, says, you know what, it, just, just before you, 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 you say no, can you please meet with our creative team? So I, I met with, you know, Destin, who is super talented and I'm a huge fan of, and, and Kelvin, our showrunner, and the author, Gene. And we all you know, uh, sat down and had this nice conversation, creative conversation, mm-hmm. because I was only shown episode one. Yeah. And, and, and here is this character that is based on the very first acting role that Kelvin got as an actor. Mm. And as you know, back then in the late eighties and early nineties, yeah. a lot of the roles that were available to Asian actors were a lot of them were, you know, you know, stereotypical, very marginalized character, and oftentimes the butt of the joke. Yeah, and and I thought we've been through that, and we didn't we didn't need to 
to have that type of betrayal anymore in 2023. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but they explained it to me and they explained the importance of it. And also in later episode of this series, we get to see not just this character, but the actor playing him. Mm. And once when that was, was that opened up, yeah. I go, oh, then this become, it became a very interesting character. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and when you say, you know, the, the parallel, I mean, a lot of times I have to tell our, our showrunner, Kelvin, to, well, you, uh, it's way too similar, guys. Back <laughs> off. Back off. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. go there. Don't go there, you know. Because, yes, at, at times, uh, I felt like, it, 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 you know, I was holding up a mirror to myself. Yeah. Um, but but it's uh, but I think it, it's important. This character is is a is a set piece mm-hmm. that shows what happens when you have betrayal like this. What happens to someone like Jin Wong, who was just a regular kid, yeah. and what it does to him when all he sees of somebody that looks like him on screen is portrayed in that fashion. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just a very interesting and, and you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of the show. I think it's a great show. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some amazing costumes and really wild characters that, that yeah. the American audience are not, not too familiar with, but they'll, that they'll find, they'll, they'll love. Well, that's what I love about it too, is that they're, I mean, it does play. You're right. There are the cultural stereotypes that that we've had for years and years that, of course, Asian Americans have been or Asians in general have been aware of. But white audiences, mainstream audiences maybe aren't necessarily aware of. And that's something that I love about the show is that it's almost showing these things that you laughed at in the 80s, these characters, these shows, they actually were offensive. We should have known it at the time, but we didn't necessarily know. It. And that's what I love about what the show does in a really subtle, interesting way, in a Disney way, in a lot of ways, it allows people who maybe weren't aware to see something that they didn't know. And I wanted to know if that was something that you thought about in the process of the show, if that like that this is actually the the stories and the things and the themes from the show are actually going to help a lot of people understand maybe some of the biases that we've had watching Asian portrayals over the years. Well, you know, first of all, you know, a lot has changed yeah. in the last 10 or 20 years and, 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 and audiences as they, as it has been proven, they're much more open mm-hmm. to to watch something that is different. Yeah. Uh, you know, like something like like Parasite. You know, who you know who mm-hmm. could have thought that it would went on to win Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and so they're a lot more open to it. And you know, different used to scare people. Yeah. Now different. If you tell me this show is very different, mm-hmm. then immediately it becomes very interesting. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I'm, I'm very grateful to everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need to put blame on, on, on you know, what happened in the totally. past. But, you know, but it, it's it's that back then. It, it was, you know, we were looking through a lot of things, you know, through a different lens. Yeah. We're very different now. And we've evolved. You know, there's a lot of progress mm-hmm. that has been made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we are so much better because of it. Yeah. So uh, I, I think audiences are much more sophisticated yeah. Now and they have been for a long, long time, and I think we can we can be brave, we can be bold, yeah. and tell different stories. And I think as long as we tell a very entertaining, a very good story with a good cast, yeah. the audience will be there. And yeah. I think um, I think the audience will show up for this too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's such a fun 
interesting show that I went in not knowing really that much about. And I left being so excited that I had kind of learned something, but also at the same time, like it was entertaining. It was, it was good to see. And having, you know, you and Michelle Yeoh. And I mean, you, it's kind of a bit of a reunion from everything everywhere all at once, because there are so many, it's like, I think audiences who loved everything everywhere all at once are going to watch this and be like, well, it's not, the sequel, but it's what I want because I want these people on my screens and my TV screens and my movie screens. Yeah. What was that? The, like? the audience is the audience is going to find it very interesting because, uh, uh, yes, they you know, and and I'm very very thankful to all of them. You know, they showed up and supported our movie. Yeah, uh, and they're very familiar with this family now, with James Hong as as my father in law, Michelle Yeoh as my wife, yeah. me as 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 her husband, and our daughter Stephanie. Yeah. and when they see this. They're going to see a lot of familiar faces, but in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, you know, when this show came along, uh, when, it, when we started shooting this, it was right before Everything Everywhere came out. Mm-hmm. And, and all of us just wanted to be a part of this very special project. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fun. It was so creative. And, uh, and we thought that, you know, it's, you know, a show that, that introduces you know, the audience with so much, um, you know, because the Monkey King, the mythology is, is you know, yeah. it's based on a, a, you know, one of the most popular yeah. literature in, in, in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that to, to be put into a television show, that's what interested all of us. Yeah. You know, and again, to be able to work with everybody again, that was that was a real treat. Yeah. And we want to see a lot of that. Like just more. Just keep working together. Just keep doing it forever. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> there is something, though, about the show that I thought, I mean, just thinking about representation and what the show means. There was a, a friend of mine does this podcast about like food and it's like Asian food. And I, I was listening to it and. She said something on it that really struck me that like when she was a kid and she would go to school with her, she's Korean, but she would go to school with like her Korean food and the white kids would make fun of her or say, ooh, that's gross and all these things. And it just got me thinking about the struggles that I mean, so many marginalized people, not just Asians, but so many marginalized people have just living in their cultures in an everyday way around sort of other people. And this show feels like a small part of, you know, showing, telling different stories and telling different things that, cause we'd, I didn't know much about monkey King and understanding the things that are really important to these other cultures. So I wanted to know like, what, what impact do you think, or do you hope that this show will have? And do you, do you think that this will maybe inspire more diverse story, more stories about sort of different cultures that, that we want to know. And we're so eager to know more about. Well, you know, when you were talking about, you know, like your friend yeah. bringing Korean food to school and, and all the other kids were going, yeah, like, what is that? You know, I know that feeling. Yeah, uh, I, I've been there. I've experienced it. And and one of the reason for that is because, you know, other kids are not familiar with our culture. Mm-hmm. And that's why representation matters is because it introduces it educates people. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times. When something is un, you know, not familiar to us, mm-hmm. it scares us. Yeah. You know, because we we are taught in our society to 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 be, you know, it's good to be similar. It's good to be to conform. Yeah. Uh, and 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 when something is wildly different or or, or, or unfamiliar, then we go, oh, you know, you know. But I, I think if we would open our eyes, and a lot of t- that's why Hollywood is so important because it has such a huge influence on how people are perceived. Yeah. And it's through movies and televisions, you know, they have the power to choose how stories are being told. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why it's important to have representation mm-hmm. 
when you the more you see the more you understand yeah. and the less you're afraid of it yeah yeah so true so 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 true well i have to ask you well i have to just tell you the i mean you know this but like the impact that you during oscar season and you winning that oscar had on so many people and just people hearing your story it is I mean, from the moment I saw everything everywhere all at once, I almost got emotional just seeing you on screen because it's like I know and now knowing your story and the struggles you had over the years in Hollywood and all of the things, it just became a relatable story that even people who aren't working in Hollywood could relate to because everyone has that sort of struggle of, you know, it, you have this one good thing and then you struggle for a long time. And will it ever change? Will anything ever happen? Will anything ever go? You know, and I wanted to know. And now that you're a couple of now months, I guess a month away out of your Oscar win, has it sank in and has the impact of sort of what you were sharing and how how vulnerable you were during Oscar season, has that sort of impacted sort of how people approach you and how people speak with you now and how fans approach you, you know? One of the most beautiful things during this entire journey is, uh, is having all different kinds of people from all walks of life. You know, not only just actors in our industry, but people are people in other industries have come up to me and says, you know, your story inspired me. I also thought I peaked yeah. at, a, at, a, at a really early age mm-hmm. uh, or I was struggling for a long time, you know, never felt being seen. Never felt like anybody understood me, yeah. but your story motivates me to to keep going mm. uh, and, and to work harder and to not give up. That is the most beautiful thing. And every time I somebody comes up to me, I'm, I'm I I love that interaction. Mm-hmm. Gets me emotional every time because I never thought I would be in a position yeah. to influence anyone. Yeah. You know, the only thing that I that I that I wanted to do could because, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to act again for so long and I was so eager. And when I got this opportunity, you know, I've never been this honest with myself. In fact, I grew up in a family where we don't share our feelings. Yeah. And for some odd reason, and I couldn't even explain it, I just wanted to tell the world my story. I just wanted people to know because for so long, people ask me this one question, Key, where have you been? Yeah. We miss you, you know, and my honesty was a way to tell them what happened. Yeah. And it's through that all of a sudden they go, oh, I'm feeling the same thing, too. I'm going through the same struggles as you went through. Uh, so that make this entire journey so worthwhile yeah and i mean it just goes to show that like if we're if we tell these stories and not just representation but if we tell these stories and we're open and we're vulnerable you can connect and help a lot of people just if we're just more honest with each other and ourselves you know yeah yeah you know it, it, it's hard to be honest yeah uh, it really is you know, because we you know we like <laughs> every time i to tell you the truth every Every time I see myself do an interview and I get emotional and I cry, you know, I go, oh, God, Key, why did I get so emotional? Even my wife said, oh, Key, come on. I think we need to dial back the, the emotions a little bit, you know. But uh, I mean, that's what, you know, that's how we are taught in our yeah. society to not show too much emotion. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll make us seem weak, mm-hmm. seem vulnerable. And that's a bad thing. But in fact, it could be a good thing. Healthy. 
Yeah. It could be a healthy thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, I also want to know now that we're post Oscars, where do you keep it? <laughs> it's in my house. Okay. First of all, okay. I never thought that I, you know, I, I, I fantasized about, you know, that little golden statue yeah. for a long, long time. And I, I couldn't believe that I, I was able to bring it home. Yeah. Uh, it's in my home office. Okay. Uh, because I, it, there's, I have so much respect mm-hmm. for what it stands for, for the statue itself, for what it stands for. So it's really high up on my shelf. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted to treat it with, you know, with, with the utmost respect. Um, and, uh, and sometimes, you know, I would look at it with wonder and awe because I could not believe it has my name on it. Yeah. I talked with Octavia Spencer once and she said that she keeps it in her living room that she doesn't go into a lot. It's like her, the living room that like you sit in when you come to the house, but you don't really ever sit in normally. And she's just like, sometimes I peek around the corner and I see a little Oscar just sitting there and I become proud and then I leave. I go away because I don't want to think about it too much. You know, yeah. it's it's such a beautiful thing. And I love I love yeah. that. I love that. So yeah, much. No, my, mine, mine is so high up, first of all, you know, uh, that you would have to really look up to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, but it's just, uh, uh, it, it's incredible. It's, <laughs> it's my new best friend. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I do have to, my last question for you is, and I've, I've yeah. thought this the entire season, the entire Oscar season, ever since, well, ever since everything ever all at once, like as soon as you came back on the scene. So of course, everyone loved you. And of course, I mean, I think a lot of my friends have a more of a love for you from Goonies, but I have a love for you from Indiana Jones. Like that's my, that's my love from childhood. And in thinking about Indiana Jones and the franchise, you know, I mean, like Harrison Ford can't go on forever, although we want him to. I feel like Indiana Jones should be morphed into sort of a 007 type franchise and he has to give his whip or whatever it is, whatever he honorarily gives to the next Indiana Jones that to you, because I think it would be so cool in the franchise for little you to be Indiana Jones. You have to have thought of people have told you this. I mean, I'm sure people have said this to you. I mean, can you see that? I can see that. You know, that is a great idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I, you know, I love the character Indiana Jones. First of all, nobody be, can be Indiana Jones but Harrison Ford. Of course. So I'm not, I, I shouldn't even try to be Indiana Jones because there's only one Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, but, but to, uh, you know, if there was like a story to tell what happened a short round and, 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 you know, what, you know, did he follow the in the footsteps yeah. of, of Indiana Jones? That it would be very interesting to me. Yeah, uh, because it's such a it's such a great character. Mm-hmm. I love that character, and and honestly, that character would always have a, a special place in my heart because it was my first job. Yeah, uh, and and to this day, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of that movie, that character. So many people have come up to me. And told me that, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to, I wanted to be short round. Yeah. And how great is that? Right. So, uh, so cool. yeah. So if, if I'm, if, if I'm lucky enough to, to be able to, to revisit that character, uh, I'd be very open to it. I, I, well, I mean, Disney should be listening because, or whoever makes that film should be listening. Cause I want to see well, that. It, <laughs> yeah. But, but before any of that happens, Indy five is coming out. I know Yay! it's so exciting. Yes, yes, it's yes, so ex- that is so exciting. So exciting. I, I, I can't wait. The trailer looks amazing. Yeah. Harrison looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got the pleasure of reuniting with a lot of my Indiana Jones family, Steven, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Harrison, Kate Capshaw, Kathy Kennedy, yeah. Yeah. Frank Marshall. And I'm, I'm so, I, I feel so 
uh, fortunate and, and lucky and proud uh, to be a part of, to be, you know, to play a little part in, in, in that franchise. It, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll be the first in line to watch that movie. Uh, I love it. Well, I mean, you're my favorite part of that franchise. That that film is my favorite. That's my absolute Indiana. Well, uh, Key, thank I have... You. I have to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It really means a lot. And like I said at the beginning, I have been wanting to talk to you for ever since everything everywhere all at once came out. That film meant so much to me. Your performance was just, it was everything. And I'm just so honored to be able to talk with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. You see, I told you today's episode was going to be incredible. It was just incredible. God, I love those two human beings. Go watch American Born Chinese and then maybe go and watch everything everywhere all at once again because it's worth a rewatch because it's just such a fantastic film and let me know what you thought of today's episode i'm at h allen scott on everything and thanks for listening to the parting shot i hope you're able to leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and for the latest news and podcasts head to newsweek.com and follow newsweek on all the social platforms and while you're there subscribe to my newsletter for the culture comes out twice a week until then watch something fun and have a great day Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. (laughs) It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The Parting Shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts. One. Two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.